Thank God. I've had over a year and a half to think about what my first words should be on this occasion. And it didn't take long to decide which first two words would be most appropriate. And so I say again, thank God that we are here, that together we can praise God. Obviously, opportunity was afforded us to make significant improvements that you see in this assembly place. And we are thankful to God for you, for your patience, for your support of the Lord's work. And we are so thankful to Darl for his supervision of this enormous project involving months of taking bids and materials and scheduling subcontractors and dealing with city permits and inspections. And likewise, those who helped Darl in this work. And if I were to attempt to name everybody who came to a work day or helped in some specific way, I'm afraid I would leave someone out. I will mention Jason Seal, whose talent was applied in various ways to our benefit. What beautiful results we have in this place of assembly. And so I say again, we thank God. But I need to remember, and all of us need to be reminded, this is the Lord's day. And the Lord's day is about the Lord. The primary focus must be on the Lord every time we come here. What He has done so that we could be His people. And what we need to do individually and collectively to be His people going forward in all the ways the Lord expects us to think and act and speak and react. It's really not about a building. And really not primarily about us. The Lord's day is about the Lord. And if we take that seriously, we can leave here today taking the Lord with us in our lives every day. It is just a good day with good people in a good place provided by a good and perfect God. So we thank Him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee with all our collective hearts that as we hope to transition into safer times, safety will be our reality. Beyond that, we pray that our coming back together in person will initiate a renewed zeal to do Thy will, to help each other, to reach out with the gospel and rebuild 
our relationships in every way that will bring glory to Thee. In the name of Jesus, who died for us, our Savior and our Head, we pray, Amen. Please turn to Philippians chapter 3, and I'll take us to verses 12 through 13 in just a moment. 12 through 16. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Philippians is a New Testament book well suited to generate zeal and joy, especially when you consider what Paul's situation was. He wrote to the Christians in Philippi while he was being held captive. He was being held captive. He was isolated from so many people he wanted to be with. I've made the point several times that if Paul had the depth of joy and gratitude and goodwill that we read about in Philippians while being held captive, isn't this epistle largely about attitude and shouldn't we have that attitude? Attitude and outlook befitting disciples of Christ that each one of us need to have and exhibit and make progress in as we go forward from this day. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Here's what I want to address with us today. And I'll come back to this point and stress this over the next several weeks inside various other sermons. I want to talk to you about the pathway forward. We could spend a lot of time and energy in lengthy discussions about what has happened the last year and a half. I could talk about it, and you could talk about it, and we could express the whole variety and range of our opinions about all the aspects of this unusual time. We could repeat our frustrations and exchange our opinions and ideas, and we could load the lobby and the parking lot with all of that chatter. We could have those conversations almost without end. What would be the spiritual value of that. In our relationship to each other as members of this local church, and most importantly, in our relationship with God. 
None of us would actually say we want to live in the past. Nobody would come out and say, let's do that again. Let's keep talking about it. Let's give free course to all of our frustration and let's review it over and over again. We don't want to do that, do we? I want to remind us of this statement written by Paul. He said, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I know that we will never forget 2020 and 21. And we may retell the story to our great-grandkids, perhaps in such a way it will be to their benefit. We've learned a lot. But we can't get stuck in the past. There is so much work to do. I believe we need to use God's Word to navigate into and stay in the pathway forward. The pathway forward. You will notice that we have visited Philippians several times over the past several months. We have highlighted various things in the Philippian letter that you will notice on the chart. There is love that abounds more and more with all knowledge and discernment. Paul said, do all things without grumbling or disputing in Philippians 2.14. He said, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. And he said in chapter 4 in uh, verse 9, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. But what do we do now? We take the pathway forward with all of that. We've studied in Philippians and everywhere else we've studied. I have this important piece of equipment on my car and your cars and trucks are so equipped. I have rear view mirrors. Rear view mirrors are essential safety equipment. When you are on the highway, when you're parking or backing up, you need rear view mirrors. You have to look back. But you can't become obsessed with looking back. You look back long enough to be informed and proceed with safety, but if your eyes are fixed on the rear view mirror all the time, you're going to crash and not arrive at your destination safely. While we will not forget 2020 and 21, we have learned some lessons from the experience, but here's where we are now. We have to use God's Word to navigate into and stay in the pathway forward from our current date and time right on toward heaven, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. That has to be our focus. And I want to take us to four parts of that during our time this morning. Four parts of the pathway forward. Turn please to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And listen to verses 1 through 6. 
I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Do you know what you do about unity? God makes it possible for us to be united, but you know what we do about unity to maintain it? Listen to these attitudes. Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. And then it says, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You've heard me say this before. If I have and nurture these attitudes, and you have and nurture these attitudes, the result can be unity. We are alike, like-minded. We treat each other based on these attitudes, and we cultivate these attitudes by our use of God's Word. Then, look at the rest of the passage we commit ourselves wholeheartedly as members of one body, living by what was written by one Spirit, holding to the one hope, serving the one Lord, having one faith that we embraced in one baptism, giving glory to the one God. If I've accepted and live in harmony with Ephesians 4, 1 through 6, as to attitude and unity, and you do the same, we are united, and you know what we can do now? We can take the pathway forward. Perhaps we didn't have the same opinions about how the pandemic was handled. Our political views may not be in perfect Harmony, in fact, may be very different. We do not have identical personalities or backgrounds. We are people with different temperaments and experience. If we are not disciplined and guarded about our disagreements that are not matters of faith, if we push people around to agree with our opinions, it leads us into no good place, it hinders unity. And God wants us united in the pathway that He has marked out for us. As we walk worthy of the calling to which we have been called, we are united, joined to God through Christ and walking in the pathway forward. Folks, the basis for unity here at Laurel Heights is not political, educational, racial, social, or regional. The basis of unity here is the activity of our faith in Christ based on God's Word, and that brings me to this. Nourishment. 
The pathway forward is taken by people who take responsibility to be sufficiently nourished for the journey forward. Nourished on the same heavenly menu or diet. Jesus said in Matthew 4 and verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's your nourishment. That's my nourishment. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 2 and verse 2, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Did you hear about the man who decided that he would walk across the country? And as he started, it became his passion. And he was so obsessed with that passion and moving forward, he neglected nourishment, became weak, and could no longer move forward and was unable to finish his goal. If we're going to take the pathway forward, we have to have our strength, and that means nourishment. Personal Bible reading is so important. Bible study, Bible classes, Bible sermons, worship according to the Bible, singing praise to God, communing with the Lord in prayer, privately and collectively. This is how we keep our strength up, to keep going in the pathway forward. We haven't stopped any of this, I hope. We have continued to do these things the last year and a half, just in different ways and places and means. You can't stop nourishment or you'll die. You can't stop nourishment or you'll die. Spiritual death. I've heard people say, I just don't feel strong as a Christian. I've witnessed people at a church building like this holding a Bible and going up to the preacher and asking the preacher if he knows of a book they can read for spiritual help. Like newborn babes, we long for the pure spiritual milk so that we can grow. God has given us His Word for nourishment that we need to go forward. Evangelism. Acts 5.42 is my go-to passage on evangelism. Where Luke tells us what early Christians did. What did early Christians do? It says, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. They had such good news, they couldn't keep it secret. The message of being saved, taken out of sin, brought into a relationship with God, a relationship of guidance and love and hope. They had such good news, they couldn't keep quiet. And it says they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. 
I hope it can be said of us as a church and as individuals, we haven't stopped teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. If we have stopped or if we've been hindered, it is time to take up that task with a new sense of urgency. You have friends and I have friends who've not obeyed the gospel. They need to hear the message that we deliver here. The pathway forward is outreach. God expects us to not cease teaching and preaching. We need to renew our interest in evangelism. Inviting people to study the Bible, to read the Bible, ask people what they believe about Jesus Christ. We start all kinds of other conversations. Why can't we start conversations with people about who Jesus Christ is and what He did for us and what we ought to do in response to Him? That's in the pathway forward. When you access the online content that we produce, for example, the live stream that will go up at 5 o'clock online. When you go to our website and you find material from the Bible, share that. It says here, they did not cease. We must not cease. We need to admit and defeat indecision and procrastination and start talking to people about the gospel. Sometimes at church buildings, someone will ask the preacher back in the lobby, Preacher, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Very often they're talking about some evil in the nation or the world, something disturbing to the person who's asking the preacher, what can we do? What do you think, preacher? Give me the answer. Here's the right answer. There's one message that is the solution to all of our problems. The gospel, heard, believed, and obeyed. Let's preach it. Let's live it. That's in the pathway forward. Let's be driven and excited and vocal about the gospel of Christ. We start all kinds of other conversations. What about this conversation? That's in the pathway forward, folks. Service. Galatians 5 and verse 13, Paul to brethren in Galatia. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Through love serve one another. I've seen firsthand during the pandemic restrictions, how people here have applied this simple phrase, through love, serve one another. I, I could give examples, but people who serve one another covet no publicity. I'm so thankful for how you have helped each other 
during this time. Engaged in good works, helping Christians who need help and comfort, it has happened over and over in this group during these difficult times. And if I started, I wouldn't have time to finish telling stories of Christians who've helped other Christians during this very difficult time. And it is at this point, I should like to remind us of families who have suffered losses since we were last here, who still need our comfort. I speak of Rosie Pena. Her sister, Cesaria Alanese, Jim Dale, Lois Rogers, Betty Kaufman, Leah's husband, John Jones, and Mike Stubbs. So the pathway forward is to serve more and more. Continue to help these people, these families, excelling in service one to another. We are back in person. May I suggest, if there are people here you don't know, introduce yourself safely. Make connections. Equip yourself to respond to the needs of others. The pathway forward means we apply more effort in serving one another safely but joyfully. It is a part of the rebuilding process that we must be in and that all churches are in that I know about. Almost like starting over again. So the Apostle Paul was under restrictions unjustly held, he said imprisoned, and he wrote to the Philippians over and over telling them to rejoice in the Lord, and he said, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. Let those of us who are mature Think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. I tell you, that's our challenge now. It's really always been our challenge. But it's time to haul it out again, polish it up, 
for the pathway forward. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, without Thee we cannot have what we need or know where we are headed. With Thee, through Jesus Christ, we are empowered to learn, to grow, to serve, and to faithfully place ourselves in and stay in the pathway forward. Help us and keep us through Thy Word, through Jesus who died for us. Amen. So let me explain that tonight I'll be live on Facebook, not here at the building, but online. It will be simulcast on Zoom. See me if you need more information about how to access those online opportunities. Also tonight, Doral mentioned from 7 to 7.30 on Zoom, we'll be discussing 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 16. You can come early at 6.30 and visit. Again, see me for more information about that opportunity, and that will take place again Wednesday night online and then back here at the building 10.30 next Sunday. If you are in this audience and you've decided now is the time to respond to the gospel, you've heard the message, you know you need what Christ died for you to have, and you are ready, please come forward while we stand together to sing. Ahem. <clears throat>